This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking all about creating the life that you really, really want. As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are and what everything around you looks like right now as you listen to this episode, so please do not hesitate to take a quick picture of your surroundings, what everything around you looks like as you listen to this, and send it over to me on Instagram at Victoria Sardane or tag me over on Instagram at Victoria Sardane to let me know what you're up to so I can feel like I'm right there beside you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hello, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. I'm very excited to find you here on another Monday morning. And today we're talking all about creating the life that we really want. And this topic came up to me specifically a few days ago because I'm currently in Switzerland for the summer, as I tend to come back to every single summer. And the other day I closed off the day and I realized that I had partaken in that day in all the activities that I loved the most. And it really gave me a bit of a throwback to a few years back when I was almost envisioning what would my dream life look like. And to be honest, I don't think I could have described something better than actually the big blocks, the big rocks that make up my life today. So that's not to say that everything is perfect, but it is to say that I love the big blocks that make up my life currently. I'm very grateful for them. I'm very thankful for them. And you got me thinking about how we can take a really active stance in creating and curating the kind of life that we ultimately really want. And I was walking home from a quite busy day, but I felt so full. And I felt so full because I could reflect on how all of my favorite things were part of this day. So I had done some coaching that day, I had worked on some really exciting consulting projects that I love, I had seen people that I love, I had done some active stuff outdoors, it was really just this combination of all the things I loved the most within one day that made me feel super full. And so I started thinking about how come so many of us struggle to create the life that we really want? And I was thinking about this while walking home and there was a beautiful sunset and a beautiful evening light and a beautiful evening summer breeze. And I was just pondering this thought, really thinking, how come so many of us struggle to create the life that we really want? And I came to a few conclusions or a few, let's say, starting inquiries, starting reflections, starting thoughts to that question that I wanted to share and dissect a little bit with you in this episode. So I started thinking about how most people don't really ask themselves what they really want. I don't think most people really ponder the question, what does my dream day-to-day life actually look like? 
So there's a difference there because I think some people might be able to think about a specific goal that they want to achieve. So, oh, I want to have this specific job or I want to live in this specific place. But I don't think many people really think about what kind of day-to-day life that they really want. And this is important to think about because ultimately, sometimes the things that we think that we want, those specific goals that I'd mentioned, okay, I really want to live, let's say, in Australia. Okay, how might that impact my day-to-day? What specifically about my day-to-day do I think I will enjoy in Australia, for example? And it's important to think about that because sometimes we have this idea of, I want to live in this place or I want to have this specific kind of job or I want to have this kind of relationship, but we haven't really thought about day-to-day, really in the mundane of the every single day, how would that actually look and what would I actually genuinely want that day-to-day to look like? And I'm not sure why most people don't ask themselves this question. I think maybe because it's a bit hard to configure. It's a little bit hard to actually ponder over or to imagine to some extent. But I also wonder if we don't ask ourselves that question because to some extent, once we do, then we're responsible, right? We can't say, oh, well, I don't like my everyday to day life because we know what we want for our everyday to day life. And we are simply the ones perhaps who are not acting on it, or maybe we haven't taken the steps towards it or whatever that might be, right? So we will find a sense of responsibility once we do clarify what it is that we ultimately do want in that day-to-day life. I also think that having that clarity on the day-to-day life that we really want also opens up the possibility for disappointment, right? So it makes it clear that if there's something that we do want that's different from what we have today, then we have something that we need to move towards, right? And it almost makes us question our current satisfaction and it maybe highlights the dissatisfaction of our day-to-day and it also allows the possibility of being disappointed in the future if we start let's say working towards curating this quote-unquote dream daily life then maybe there's a potential for being disappointed even if we do reach it or being disappointed because we can't reach it for example So I think that that's some of the reasons why we don't actually think about it too much when ultimately it's something that can have a massive impact. I also think that another reason why many of us don't actually put the steps together and the big building blocks together to create the life that we want is because it necessitates change. As human beings, we do not like change. We would prefer to not have change, right? Because change inevitably brings with it risk. And risk means that we might lose something. We are very loss adverse as human beings. We are more driven by adversity to loss than drive towards gain. And within that, it means that We would prefer to be in a situation that we know the outcome rather than risking a potential improvement for something we might not know. And a friend of mine was literally telling me this today. She had recently switched jobs and she was telling me it was really hard to bite the bullet and go for it and take that decision because in a way, I actually enjoyed what I was doing in my current job. And what I would be doing is essentially risking for a potential improvement but that potential improvement obviously also came with a big question mark 
right? So yes, there would be a potential improvement, but there would also be a potential non-change to a certain extent. Or maybe, who knows, maybe it would be even worse. So there's this element of risk, right? And it's within our nature to avoid change to a certain extent. I mention this at almost every podcast episode, but our primitive brain is there to make us survive, not thrive. So if it knows that in our current day-to-day life circumstance, we are surviving, as in we have not yet died, then it will seek for us to stay the same, right? So in our current day-to-day life, we have enough food to eat, we're not starving, we have a roof over our head, so therefore let's just stay in the same situation, right? It's just a lot less risky, even if there's this massive potential for gain, and even if... Ultimately, the risk is not that we will go hungry, right? Maybe you think that risk isn't there. We are still driven towards staying the same. Another reason why many of us don't really ponder the question, what is it that I truly want and what is my quote-unquote dream daily life looking like is because we don't necessarily think that we are deserving of reaching it. If I were to ask you to describe the person that you admire the most in the world. And if I were to ask you to describe what would be a day in their life that you would really envy, for example, you might describe an incredible day-to-day. And if I were to say, okay, so is that the day-to-day you want for yourself? That might feel a little bit weird because you're not talking about yourself. You're talking about somebody that you really admire. And we almost see those people as people who are more worthy right? Or might have more resources or might have more intelligence or might have more luck or whatever that might be. We see them as individuals who by nature will of course have a different circumstance than us. Because in what world would we be worthy of having the same kind of outcome as the kind of person who we admire the most in the world? Now what's really interesting about this is that Since so few of us actually take the time to visualize and imagine what a potential dream day-to-day will look like, the second that we do, we are already a massive step ahead. So ultimately, we've probably heard this before, but in order to have what most people don't, we have to do what most people won't. And most people won't ask themselves the question, what do I really want my dream day-to-day to look like? Most people won't. So it's true that most people don't have potentially the dream day-to-day that we're envisioning, but if we can already verbalize it, if we can already envision it, If we can already have that glimpse in our mind, then we are already planting the seed in order to take a step there. And that already means that we are putting a foot forward. That is a foot forward. Now, of course, we can't just sit on our laurels and envision it and then wait for it to happen to us, but it cannot happen to us without that envisioning is the first step. So we have to start there. And it is taking a really big step to plant that seed because that ultimately is going to guide how we view the world. It's going to guide what we drive our attention to. It's going to guide the opportunities that we see. So ultimately, even just having that vision in mind, that is already a massive step forward. 
And a last reason why actually most of us don't take the steps towards creating that life that we really want, or at least envisioning it, is because we don't want to set ourselves apart. Now, this might sound strange, but the reality is that we are more concerned about fitting in than we are about our own ambitions. So you might question that. But ultimately, we are such social species and we are so driven by seeking acceptance that we would prefer to be in an unhappy situation if it means that we would be accepted. So if you aren't sure about that, and if you don't think that you would make yourself miserable just because everyone else is, then I would encourage you to think again. Because I think so many of us find ourselves in situations where actually we don't want to stand out. Even if that standing out means that we are so much happier than others, or that we feel incredibly fulfilled when maybe those who we surround ourselves with are not incredibly fulfilled, actually we would prefer to be on their level playing field. And if you're not sure about that, then I encourage you to think back and maybe some previous scenarios, even a scenario where let's say you were in school or you were in university and you would be around people who would say, oh yeah, I don't understand what's going on in this lecture or this teacher's crap or I really dislike this topic or I have no idea what's going on. It's so challenging the chances are that you would actually be the one to say, actually, I love this and I think I'm really good at it and I find it really easy and I'm really enjoying this course. Realistically, most of us wouldn't actually do that. We would struggle to actually set ourselves apart and say, actually, I'm doing really well when others are not. We are much more likely to actually belittle ourselves in order to fit in with those around us actually quite hard to be completely different than those that we surround ourselves with. And if those that we surround ourselves with do not have the quote-unquote dream life and are not creating the life of their dreams, are maybe sat in a position where they are unfulfilled or uninspired, doing something they don't like, in the kind of hustle of the day-to-day, dragging their feet around, if that's who's surrounding us, then we are much more likely to actually try match their level of happiness in order to not set ourselves apart. And that might sound wild, but it really is the reality. And it's something to take into consideration. That doesn't mean ditch all of your friends and anybody who does not have the life that they want, don't hang out with them. But it's something to be aware of. And this is what I'm really trying to get across in this episode, is that it's not as simple as, well, I want this kind of life, or why am I unhappy? right? Or we all have the agency to create the life that we want because ultimately I do believe that. I really, really, really genuinely to the bottom of my heart believe that we all have the ability and the agency to create something at least very close to the life that we would dream of. I really think we can. However, there are these big roadblocks that are in the way. And I'm not even talking about the big roadblocks such as circumstance or luck or situation or experiences that might be very unfortunate in our day-to-day life or let's say environments we're stuck into right those are also on top of it however what i've already mentioned such as not even asking ourselves what it is that we want our day-to-day life to look like such as being afraid of creating that change because of this element of our human nature which causes us to be risk adverse 
to not believing that we are deserving of the kind of life that we would want to dream of and then on top of it trying to fit in even if that means almost bringing our level of base happiness down in order to match those around us those are all additional roadblocks that stand in our way from actually creating the life that we really want and so what's so interesting about that is that the second we become aware of it first of all it loosens its hold on us And the second we become aware of it, then we actually can act accordingly. So for the first one, for example, right? Most of us don't actually dare to ask ourselves what it is that we really want. Well, that's as simple as getting started. Being aware that there will be a resistance there. Being aware of the fact that most people won't ask themselves. Being aware of the fact that it might mean there's an element of responsibility, right? There might be that there's an element of potential disappointment, but being aware of that and doing it anyways. So that's the first point, is really actually daring to ask ourselves to articulate into words and into images, both into words and into images, what it is that that day-to-day would actually look like. In the second point that I mentioned around change, it's understanding that we are by nature going to resist change. And so it takes a really conscious effort to overplay that primitive brain, which is going to put the brakes on and say, no, stop, don't change, stay as it is, and actually jumping into the face of change ahead. Now, once again, also being aware of the fact that our primitive brain is trying to keep us in the same situation because it wants us to survive. And we can actually bring this element of comfort and safety into our life and remind ourselves, even if I make this change, I will still have a roof over my head. I will still have a support system. I will still have food on the table. Whatever it might be, just bringing in this element of safety and reminding ourselves that yes, our brain is going to want us to remain in the same in order to avoid change. However, any kind of fear related to that change is something that is most probably going to be guided by these primitive instincts, resisting change, and we need to think about it as something that is trying to help us, but ultimately we can say, thank you very much, I'm going to jump in it anyways. Number three around not thinking that we are deserving. Well, as I said earlier, the second we actually even ask ourselves what it is that we really want, we are already one step out of the game. We are already a giant leap forward. We are already taking that first step in the path. So, of course, you might say, well, who am I to have the exact kind of life day to day that I want? Well, you are the kind of person who's actually willing to already listen to this podcast episode to already start maybe asking yourself certain questions the reality is 99.999 percent of the population wouldn't even be here and if you are listening to these words then you are already that big step forward and so who are you to deserve what it is that you really want well you are the kind of person who is listening who is attentive who does care about their personal growth And that already makes you the perfect person to actually achieve what it is that you want. And lastly, that fourth point around that fear of setting ourselves apart, we can actually keep that in our mind and ask ourselves, who am I surrounding myself with? And once again, it's not about ditching all of your friends, especially those that are having a tough time, but it's about being aware of the mechanisms of your mind that are going to want to reduce your level of happiness and satisfaction in order to meet the ones of those around you so that you do not stand out. And within that, you can remind yourself 
that by reaching for more, by wanting to have more happiness and satisfaction and love and fulfillment in different areas of your life, well, maybe you'll actually be the source of inspiration for others. And it takes one person to take that big step forward, but maybe because of you, someone else will feel more comfortable to do the same. So that is just some food for thought for you on this podcast episode. I really encourage you to have a little think about this topic. And as I mentioned in that first point, really starting by simply asking yourself the question, what does my ideal day-to-day look like? And I wouldn't be afraid to actually think beyond what you see in front of you right now. It's not, well, I actually quite liked Sunday. That was a nice day. Maybe every day can look like that. Maybe it's about thinking even further than that and saying, if there were no boundaries, what would it look like? In order for you to really start to notice what are those big building blocks that are part of that ideal day-to-day and what are some of the first steps that you can actually take to put those in an analogy that i really love is thinking about a vase and if we're trying to fit in lots of small rocks which let's say are these small little additional elements of your life and some big ones which are the major ones well we want to put the big ones first because the big ones are going to cause that foundation and then we'll have more space to actually sprinkle the sand between the big rocks or let's say fill in the space between with the little pebbles we really want to think about what are those big rocks those big elements that would actually create the foundation of this ideal day-to-day life and ultimately create the life that it is that you really want have a think about that i would love for you to come back to me don't hesitate to write to me on instagram or to send me an email let me know your thoughts let me know if you have any questions these are the kind of conversations that i engage with with my one-to-one coaching clients and i would love to talk about this more with you so don't hesitate to reach out we can also talk about the potential of coaching if that's something that interests you and we can go a little bit further into all of those discussions in the meantime guys i will see you next week for a brand new episode